All right, so for this early March edition of the Wally World Podcast, I have last year's May Madness 2018 Championship winner, Travis Bender, online. And we're going to get to know him a little bit and also hear about his experience fishing Lake St. Clair and May Madness Walleye Tournament. So, Travis, how are you doing today? Uh, good. Real good. Good. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into fishing, and what competitive events you fish. Uh, well, uh, I work for a company, uh, Icer Demolition. We travel travel all over the country every week. Uh, tear down water towers, pretty much. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad gig. Get to see the country and whatnot, but... The whole being away part's not, not too fun, but you get to, you know, you just deal with it. I got a, got a couple kids, so that makes it a little, little tougher. The money's good, so. Good. So you're able to balance your work stuff and you do a little bit of fishing stuff um, on uh, the side? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, not as, not as much fishing as I'd like to, but you know, that's, that's life, I guess. Sure. So what competitive uh, events do you normally fish? Uh, well, mostly just smaller smaller local events uh i fished a a couple mwts uh i've been up to alpina a couple times and then then the port austin mwt last summer um i'm hoping this year to get in on the bay city bay city mwt and then back up to up to alpina but uh other than that i mean it's mostly just the local stuff um the freeland the freeland walleye festival they got a tournament i that's that's one i usually look forward to quite a bit that's a lot of fun very nice so where's home for you Home, I live in Harbor Beach. Okay, nice. So, so Lake Huron guy? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the last couple of years, it sounds kind of silly. I mean, I, I grew up in Port Hope my whole life, and mm-hmm. I just moved to Harbor Beach a few years ago. But, I mean, when I first started out, I, all my fishing, I, I'd go over to the bay, you know, catch, yep. just go after the numbers, you know. And then the last couple of years, I uh, started getting into a few tournaments here and there, and kind of became an addiction really <laughs> that's awesome well i would say your hard work has definitely paid off especially with last year's win of the may madness event and yeah, yeah so how did you get into walleye fishing uh well i <laughs> i just uh like in high school and stuff i mean i always love fishing you know my dad mm-hmm. would take us perch fishing in the spring and then sucker spirit and all that and, you know then i just did bank fishing for bass and whatnot and you know, I'd always hear about these guys going out and just, just hammering the walleye. And, you know, I was like, man, that sounds like a lot of fun, you know, but kind of tough without a boat. Yeah. So, uh, I want to say I was, I was out of high school, probably 19. And I, uh, I bought an old, it was like a 76 yard craft, just bright orange, ugly as heck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, ran over it. We were very first time out of We went out of wildfowl out of Bayport yep. and, uh, me and my brother, we had some, that's some boat issues, obviously, being that old. And we still ended up, you know, getting our limit. Fell in love with it from there. Nice. Yeah. And now you're doing what you're doing here, which is super awesome. Uh, what yep. are you running now, boat-wise? I got an 06 uh, Ranger, 620 VS. Cool. Yeah. So, a little bit a little bit of an upgrade. Oh, yeah, I'd say. And, and that probably handles Saginaw Bay no problem. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Saginaw Bay, we all know that Outer Bay can be pretty rough. And last year's May Madness event, it was pretty choppy, especially yeah. uh, making a big run. Some of them boats went all the way to Canada. And yeah, uh, yeah that washboard chop on Lake St. Clair can kind of beat you up. So you definitely got the right big water boat for the <laughs> kind of fishing you want to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tell us how you heard about May Madness. Uh, well, I first seen it on uh, an episode of Michigan Outdoors two years two or three years ago okay what we whenever the when jeff was on 
I think it had been the second year of May Madness, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, I seen that episode, and it's like, well, you know, it looks like a pretty pretty fun tournament. It looked like they brought in some big fish. You know, I'd really never, you know, never heard much about walleye on Lake St. Clair. Usually it's musky or, you know, smallmouth. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But I was just kind of shocked at how the, how big of bags they were bringing in. And, you know, it looked like a lot of fun. And me and my one buddy, we talked about fishing at the following year but it didn't it didn't work out i don't know if work or something got in the way you know and uh and then last year a buddy of mine was telling me about it because he had fished it the year before mm-hmm. just telling me what a, a fun little tournament it was and then they know that i should fish it and i just was a little hesitant just because it was you know new water never been there didn't really know nothing about it and we'd uh we talked how we could just kind of pre-fish together you know he said he could help me out a little bit and Mm-hmm. Well, a few days before the the tournament, he things came up and he he wasn't able to make it. So I kind of talked to Misty, my 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 girlfriend, my partner, that was fishing with me, and we figured we'd go down and pre-fish it, and if things turned out good, we we'd end up entering the tournament. And if it didn't, then just just be out for a fun fun day pre-fishing. And yeah, so uh, we ended up getting over there Thursday, two days before the tournament, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I looked at a the satellite image of of the lake, and I noticed some some more stained, dirtier water over in Canada. Yep. So we uh, we hit up a couple spots that I had had on the map that looked looked like they'd produce over on the American side, and they didn't really pan out. So we just kind of worked our way out over into the Canadian side and uh, got into that dirty water and set up, and it was just hook on top of hook, you know. Nice. That uh set a few lines and within five ten minutes we popped three good fish so one was a nice probably about a 27 incher high pushing seven pounds wow so i just just uh marked it went back tried a few other spots that really weren't weren't panning out that good but we'd uh says the mist you know we got a, a pretty good starting point you know i mean we kind of discussed a little bit and we decided we'd we'd give her a try and thursday night we ended up going home she had to work friday morning uh-huh so then we didn't get to pre-fish Friday. We uh, ended up driving back up Friday night for the, the captain's meeting and all that stuff. And that was that was really it for pre-fishing. It nice. Just, I mean, yeah, it was – we got, I don't know, a good eight hours in anyway. Good. So a big part of your pre-fish for the event was utilizing technology, the uh, MODIS satellite imagery, looking for the right waters, using graphs, and then obviously some knowledge you'd have from fishing your local bodies of water and applying that, and uh, yeah. definitely paid off for you. So for your pre-fish, yeah. uh, it sounds like you were moving around quite a bit, so you weren't grinding on the same pods of fish. You were trying to find the optimal place yep. where the right fish are going to be at the right time, correct? Yep, yep exactly. I uh, I know some guys, they like, they'll, they'll go to spots and they'll just they'll try to you know, grind over it, like you said. And yep. I don't know. I mean, I like to get, I mean, a few fish, just enough to give me confidence yep. in that spot. I don't like to work it too hard, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we popped three with in pretty short, you know, pretty short time. So I figured that was good enough. I didn't want to, you know, keep grinding over top of them. So we just, we got out of there, marked it, and tried a few other spots. Uh, a lot of per. Uh, you guys must have a pretty good per- perch population down yeah, there. Yeah, we Couldn't do. Really, yeah, yeah. I, uh, anything near the bottom, like a, a crawler harness on the bottom, they would perch would have that thing tore apart <laughs> near instantly. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crawler harness is usually the gold standard and uh, an old standby yep. for most anglers on that yep. lake. 
and you can't go wrong with it. And I know a oh. lot of guys fishing the event also tried running crankbaits, and that was successful for many people I know. Yep. We uh, we did a little crankbaiting. Um, yep. I can't remember pre-fishing. I want to say, I mean, I had half and half. I think I had cranks on one side and crawlers on the other, and it was fairly equal. Mm -hmm. And uh, tournament day, I want to say the very first, the first walleye we caught was on a crankbait. So I ended up switching to, to mostly all cranks and I keep, I'd always keep one, one or the other, you know, if they were hitting, I switched them out to the cranks. I'd keep one crawler out. Just, just, you never know, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's the first fish was a good, well, let me, let me back up. We, uh, we ran over to our spot in that muddy water Yep. and, uh, we pulled up and I mean, I'm watching my graph and I'm watching the water and it's like, what the heck, you know, the, we ended up getting there and the, the mud was gone obviously i believe it was a southeast wind that day pretty strong it pushed that muddy water out yeah the so day I, of the event yeah yep and uh so then i was i was like well whatever you know i'll just i went i didn't even go to my mark i actually just went in a little closer we set up and we just made one long pass and okay it was probably about a 30 30 40 minute pass and we didn't have nothing then we got near the end of it we ended up picking a nice I don't know, it was a good fish, probably a four or five pounder, one of the better ones. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, so I went back, shortened up my pass, went over that spot again, nothing. Hmm. So, well, darn it, you know. So then we ended up just moving, moving probably a good mile or two north, if I remember right. Yep. Just did the same thing. We'd make a make a pass and just a long pass, and we'd, we'd pick up one, try to go over it, nothing. I mean. Huh, roamers. It, it, yeah, they, they definitely scattered. Well, they followed that dirty one. Absolutely, yep. But, and uh, so I, I did that a couple times, and we actually ended up pushing in shallower probably, uh, I want to say it was 14 foot if I remember right, mm -hmm. making a nice pass. And uh, those first two came on a, on a bandit. Yep. So I uh, I had I was all but one one crawler I kept on the outside board. And yeah. I, I mean, next thing I know, there's like three boards just dropped at once, but they were all smallmouth, okay. all on the crankbaits. Uh huh. I was, so just, I don't know. I was telling Missy, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, we obviously ran over a school of smallies. Maybe we should just try, try bouncing over a little bit, a little bit more, you know. And uh, next thing I know, my outside board, I had a, it was a crawler behind uh, one of them tadpole weights, offshore tadpole weights. Yep. What size? And I, uh, it was a small, the size one, the size smaller one. one. Yep. Probably 530 back, something like that. Yep. And it just, that board just got dunked. I'm like, you know, I grabbed it, put a couple of cranks on it, and I handed it to Misty. And Have fun. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> I, like, I, don't know if, I don't know if this is a wall, but if it is, it's a tank. Uh-huh. So I, I, I give it to her and, you know, let her reel it in. And it's fighting pretty hard. And I'm, I'm thinking it's a, a catfish or something the whole time. You know, I really wasn't, wasn't too excited. Yep. And then uh, get it in, take the board off and gets it up gets it right below the boat and it's it's staying right down she finally gets it to come up and i just seen the head on it and i was like holy smokes you know but mm. I, I didn't want to get her all excited so i'm, I'm trying to play it cool you know and just trying to get her to, to bring it up and it just it just kept wanting to dig back to the bottom you know like they do yep and uh she finally gets it up to the boat and it it's trying to like swim towards the front of the boat and the line is like wrapped around the rod holder. Holy smokes. And uh yeah, it was a little nerve wracking. And uh finally she uh she gets it to come up. I, I don't know what happened, but somehow there got line or slack got in the line and uh I I thought it popped off and I went to scoop it and I missed it. 
and I just watch it swim right down, and I'm like, oh. gosh darn it, you know. I mean, I'm yep. thinking it's just a tad. I was thinking eight nine pounds, you know. But then she, she's like, oh wait, no, it's still on here. And then she she raises it up again, and right there on top, scooped it up, and Redemption. I couldn't believe it. It was just a absolute monster. Yeah. So I've, tell us about that fish. I believe it was the big fish of the event. It was, yeah. Uh, when I first pulled it out of the water, I had ten point, like ten point six pounds. Holy smokes! Uh, my, my my live well wasn't working. Oh, okay. The pump, the pump was fried on it. Oh. So I mean, I'm trying all day to just to keep it alive, and uh, it, I believe it was still alive when we got into the into the launch. Mm-hmm. But it obviously lost some weight, and it ended up being uh, on your guys' scale like nine point nine, I believe it was. Yep. So either way, it was just not what I was really expecting, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a tanker for Lake St. Clair. Yeah, yeah I've, a couple different guys came up, and you know they said they've been fishing that lake for their whole life, and they've never seen one one over 30, and this one I believe was 31 inches long. Yeah. So, so that lake is full of surprises, and uh, yeah. I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, one thing, and it's common knowledge, uh, pulling those offshore boards, whether it's crankbaits or crawler harnesses, is a very effective way to cover water and target those walleyes. And the big thing yeah. is watching for that dirty water. I mean, that's uh, that's huge for fishing Lake St. Clair, and I hope that helps people, whether they're coming over here to fun fish or if you're going to check out Lake St. Clair Made Madness. That's something definitely to consider for you guys just getting out and learning the water. But the whole purpose of the tournament is just to have fun. I mean, it's a fun event. And you never know what can happen. It's like St. Clair. So, I mean, 10.6 pounds on your scale fresh out of the water. That's a monster anywhere you go post-spawn. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So tell us how about how some of your knowledge from your home body of water helped you out on Lake St. Clair. You'd mentioned Wildfowl Bay, and I believe that's very similar to Lake St. Clair because you're kind of weed fishing. And I know early May, yeah. mid-May on Lake St. Clair, a lot of those weeds aren't really popped up, but... There's some similarities. So was there any knowledge from fishing Saginaw Bay and transferring um, that over to Lake St. Clair? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I kind of felt like, I mean, that St. Clair and the Saginaw Bay, I mean, I feel are very similar. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're fairly flat for, you know, for the most part, there's not a whole lot of structure. Yep. Um, like you say, it's pretty, pretty sandy. Get some weeds here and there. I mean, it, I basically just fish it like I would Saginaw Bay. I mean, it's right around that mid-May, you know, that transition period, you know, from the crawlers and the cranks where, you know, they could go either way. So I just kind of came prepared with both and just basically experimented and let the fish tell me what they wanted. Yeah. Versatility is key. That worked out pretty good. That's awesome. So, yeah, you'd mentioned your pre-fish. You were able to poke around in some American spots and then run far all the way over to the Ontario side. For this event, did you like having that option to either stay close or make bigger runs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, yeah, it was nice. Uh, it would have been nice had the, you know, found some bigger fish closer to the American side. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's that's fishing, though, for you. You know, I mean, sometimes the, the winning fish ain't always going to be right close to the launch. Yeah. But even even still, I mean, it's it's a small enough body of water where, I mean, I think I went about as far as you could go, and it was still only less than 25 miles, which yes, it's not a crazy long run by any means. Yeah, it's not like running all the way from Bay City all the way to, like, uh, Sturgeon Point or something, like National Wall uh, to or Bay City. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. It's, 
that's a little extreme for me, but yeah, thankfully you don't have to do that on Lake St. Clair, but, uh, yep. yeah, everybody water has their different challenges and we try to keep our borders, uh, for this event reasonable guys could go run to Detroit river, St. Clair river within boundaries and also fish the main lake. And the past couple of years, that lake, that's where it's been one right on the yep. lake, not in the rivers. And, uh, Absolutely. yeah, you put together an awesome program. So you fished with your girlfriend, Misty, correct? Correct. Yep. Cool. So that was that had to be fun fishing that event with her as a yeah. teammate. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Nice. My, yeah. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better, my my nephew, he was actually supposed to fish it with us. He's oh. he was like eight or he's eight, he was eight at the time, mm-hmm. but uh, he had a baseball game or something that weekend, so it didn't didn't work out. But man, that'd have been cool had he been able to been on the boat with us yeah that's one thing that we encourage is uh if people want to get their kids nephews any relatives younger kids out on the water it is a family-friendly event there's food at the uh the dock once we do weigh in there's raffle prizes i believe there's youth specific prizes as well and it's just an all-around good time so based on your experience after coming back in and uh, even launch uh, did you have an overall positive experience with the event staff and how things were run Oh yeah, it was it was great. Uh, everybody was you know super friendly. It was very well organized. It was no complaints for me whatsoever. It was definitely top notch in my opinion. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, Travis. So another question I had for you is when we were getting ready to get weigh in, you're you're uh, collecting your fish, your top six fish. Tell us what was going through your mind and your experience getting up to that weigh station at the LCWA trailer. Uh, well, just a whole lot of. I mean. I really didn't know what to expect, honestly. Like I say, I've, I've never never been on there before. I mean, like I said, I watched that Michigan Outdoors episode, yeah. and I believe there was it was like low 30s is what won it. And, I mean, that that's kind of what I was aiming for. And uh, I, I had a feeling that I was going to take the big fish. just. But even even that, you know, I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't know. You know, it's only my, my second time on the lake, and I catch something like that. I, I guess I didn't re- realize how rare that was. But I, I was – I think I thought I had the big fish wrapped up, but I was still thinking top ten overall. You mm-hmm. know, just I figured there'd be a few over thirty pounds, and I, I guess I didn't even weigh any other fish except for my big one, and I, I was thinking I had about twenty five, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I got in line, I had all my fish in a, my black, my bag was black. You, you couldn't see through it or anything, and yep. I was kind of, kind of checking out everybody else's and uh, watching the weights and whatnot, and. The longer I stood in line, the more my heart was pounding. Like, dang, I actually might have a chance at the thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, I believe it was a team that uh, that got second. They had like 27 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. And after I'd seen them, I'm like, well, dang, well, maybe I'll get second or third, you know? Yeah. And because uh, I, I I didn't think I had over 27 pounds. I I don't know. Like I say, I didn't really weigh any. I was just kind of guessing. And I don't know. I got up to the. I dumped my fish out and. <laughs> the guy was, you know, all pumped at how the, the big one, you know. Yeah. That, that, that was pretty cool. And I set her up there and I said, oh, I don't remember. It was 28 and some change. I don't remember exactly. But, uh, but yeah, after I'd seen that, I was I was kind of a little shocked. You're like, holy smokes, you know. And I hadn't mm-hmm. really seen any other, other bags in line behind me that were uh, – it looked like they topped that, so I was I was definitely pumped. I mean, you pulled off something amazing there by being versatile, and uh, you kind of walked us through some of your experience right there and getting amped up, and your hard work paid off, that's for sure. Tell us about your prize. I mean, I, I would say that this event 
is uh, one of the more generous one-day shootout events for walleye fishing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Like I say, I mean, I just I went down there and I just I really just wanted to catch a limit, to, you know, bring a limit to the scale, you know, just just being a new body of water. I didn't I didn't know. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a surprise to see that I end up pulling it off. I don't know. It was it was sweet. Yeah. So you and Misty left with a really nice check to help you out and uh, obviously had a good time there. And then hopefully this year you'll be back to defend your title, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll Sweet. be back. Um, but uh, Misty, she she won't be able to. I'm going to have a different partner this year. She got a she got a new job this year, which she okay. works every Saturday now. So that, mm-hmm. that kind of stinks. I mean, I'd love to – I wouldn't want anybody else, you know, to, be, to partner up with me, obviously, since we won it last year, just to kind of defend our title, like you said. But, yeah. you know, it's, that's life, though. I mean, things like that pop up. So for 2019, this is our fifth year of the Made Madness Walleye Tournament. And what's exciting is that we are guaranteeing first place $10,000. And we can't do that without our sponsors, Dick Huvars, Ram Trucks, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association, and many of the other countless local companies that help us make it happen. So definitely something very exciting to look forward to. And we paid down pretty decently into the field. And there are very generous payouts for anyone that fishes this event. And I can proudly say that the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association is behind this and that they they believe that we're going to put on the best one-day tournament in the state of Michigan for walleye fishing, and I hope that our prizes and the um, awards for everyone that wins reflects that. All right, so Travis, um, obviously you had a great time on Lake St. Clair fishing our tournament, but tell us, would you ever come back just to fun fish based on your experience from this event? Oh, absolutely. It was, it was, it was great. I mean, we... Like I say, at the beginning, things were pretty slow, mm-hmm. but I mean, once we got her figured out, it was, we caught fish for a majority of the day. I mean, not, not just walleye. I mean, we probably handled 20, 25 walleye. Yep. And then I would say a good 15 smallmouth. And they were, they weren't just, I mean, they were big smallmouth. I mean, I'm talking four or five pounders. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was great. I mean, just, we caught perch. We, I think we caught a big old, probably a 30 inch Northern just a little bit of everything. I mean, it was just an all around fun place to fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like I fish now here, you know, Harbor beach, Port Hope. I mean, you can get some big walleye, but you also get a lot of, a lot of just boring trolling, trying to find them. And it really wasn't like that down in St. Clair. I mean, it was just, just a lot of fun. Great yeah. place. I mean, if you got kids, you want to take kids, this would be a, a fun tournament to take them to just with the amount of, the amount of fish we caught it was definitely hold their interest it was great that's awesome yeah and it's a year-round fishery it's a fish factory and we have uh fish from lake erie lake, lake huron and we have our native fish plus all the fish that come from the tributaries that feed into lake st Clair. so we truly believe we have something special especially for walleyes because that's what we're about but uh yeah so for in terms of your dominant presentation would you say that crawlers were more effective or running some of those body baits cranks um yeah, well, like I say, we when I first set my crawlers, I was running them on bottom bouncers right near the bottom. Yep. And uh, like I say, the perch would just they would have them destroyed, you know, almost instantly. And a lot of times I wouldn't even wouldn't even know that they were on there, and I'd bring them in to check them, and they'd have them all ripped apart, or I'd be dragging perch. Yep. And uh, so I was in the beginning, I was kind of kind of putting out more of the, with the cranks, the bandits. Bandits were producing the best for me. Like, around here, I always have better luck with, you know, huskies and flicker minnows and that kind of thing. But 
Mm-hmm. Some the bandits were working good. So, but yeah, then once I figured, you know, I threw the, the tadpole out just to kind of keep it, you know, about halfway down in the water column. Yeah. Keep the perch away a little bit. It was just pretty much lights out. That's, that's what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. One thing I love about those offshore tackle tadpoles is they kind of put a little search side to side action on crawler harnesses and spoons. And I think that can be a difference maker on some of those finicky fish. Oh, it definitely could be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So uh, you had a great time on this water and I'm sure you'll be back. But so tell us more about kind of your fishing aspirations. I know you love walleye fishing. Are there more events that you want to fish or, you know, eventually fish other tours down the road? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to fish more Mm -hmm. Um, like the MWC. I mean, I like when they come to Lake Erie and stuff, man, I would love to get down there and, you know, fish one of those events. But, you know, for now with my work schedule, it's it's kind of messed up just because we work out of state and I I can't really just take a couple days off. I pretty much have to take an entire week off and that kind of stinks. Just can't, you know, sometimes times you can't really afford to do that, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, for now, I, I'll just keep fishing these smaller events, you know, the MWTs when, when there's a, you know, like I fished Port Austin, that was, that was awesome. Uh, you know, like fairly close stuff like that, but yeah, I'll probably just be the MWTs and, you know, the smaller ones for now. That's awesome. But I mean, yeah, I mean, with later on, you know, obviously after I retire, if I ever do find a different job or something, it would be great to, to start fishing more of the bigger, bigger circuits and whatnot. But yeah, well, I hope that, that you do at one point, cause you definitely have the talent and the drive for success and you made it happen at our event. And I'm sure you can apply that knowledge to other bodies of water and be just as successful. I appreciate that. So, Travis, I think one thing that may hold people back for fishing Lake St. Clair in general is it's it's not as well known as a walleye fishery. And some people may feel like it's kind of out of their comfort zone for trying something a little bit new. Tell us something about your experience. And if you can, encourage people to come check out Lake St. Clair or this tournament. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I, I tried doing some research on, on Lake St. Clair walleye fishing and like, you know, YouTube videos and just articles online. And I really couldn't come up with anything. It, you know, so I was, I was kind of thinking that, you know, I mean, I, there's walleye there, but is it just, is it, are they just that hard to find? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was a little intimidating, you know, but I would definitely, anybody's kind of hesitant on coming down and trying it just because of it being a new body of water. I would definitely say just, just go, Go fish it. You know, you, you never know what could happen. I really appreciate your time, Travis, and yeah. we'll be in touch. And if you ever need anything, just give me a holler. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Well, it was great getting Travis on the March edition of the Walleye World podcast, and we'll have a few more episodes, at least one for March 2019. And the reason so is because I'm making up for you. I didn't get anything out in February, but that's because my wife and I have been pretty busy with our newborn Everett. So he's been keeping us busy. We've been kind of working on his schedule and... It's definitely been cool being a new dad, so enough about me. (laughs) Uh, April, everyone knows, jigging on the Detroit River. I'm excited about it. I'm sure most of you are. Jigging, handlining, some of the best river action in the world for walleye fishing is happening right in our backyard in southeast Michigan. I'm fired up. I'm definitely looking forward to trying out my new closer rod from Lamaglass. That should help make a difference. We'll find out. And I'm also excited to run some of the custom plastics from our friends at Renegade Outdoor Innovations. They're out of Minnesota. And for club members at the LSEWA, we get an exclusive discount. 
So I'm going to run their Easy Shiners made by Kaitech, and they have some really cool custom perch in another pattern called Chaos, which is antifreeze and purple with some kind of perch stripes on it. Pretty cool. But I'm going to check that. But definitely check them out on Facebook. Check out Lake St. Clair Walleye Association on Facebook as well. The LSCWA is the reason this podcast started. So I always got to thank the Walleye Club and I can't wait for open water. So hopefully this ice melts soon. And when it does, I'll see you on the water. I'll be boogieing over to Lake Erie. Detroit River will be open for us soon and Lake St. Clair. So definitely stay tuned. Thanks for subscribing. Continue to listen and we'll see you on the water. 